welcome to the Simon Tumier podcast. It's a lovely spring day here in Glasgow. We have a great guest to chat to today, but firstly, if you are able to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Simon Tumier. It's much appreciated. Anyway, my guest today is a fiddler to the stars, the man who could bring a tear to a glass eye. Please welcome Duncan Chisholm. So, Duncan, I was thinking about uh, your music career today and I was wondering when you actually got the bug for Scottish fiddle music and decided it's something you actually wanted to do. Um, well, uh, I started when I was eight and uh, I guess I loved uh, fiddle music from the age of seven and uh, managed to get to... Um, lessons with Donald Riddle, who is um, uh, the I, I guess the 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 one of the great fiddle teachers of of, of his generation. You know, Tom Anderson being another um, Donald Riddle was up right up there with him, um, and he only lived about two miles away. So um, I, I I enjoyed playing fiddle from an early age, and uh, I actually came across a. A photograph the other day in the in the house, which I, I put online. Um, it was actually the photograph was taken by Tom Weir, um, he who was interviewing Donald, and I happened to be up for a fiddle lesson at the time. So I, I was looking back at a ten year old uh, uh, self um, getting a, a lesson from Donald, and uh, he was he was absolutely tremendous, and he instilled a a great love of of not only traditional music but um, of history, of the histories behind the the, the tunes, and uh, he he would um, not only teach you the tune, but he would also tell you where it was written, who it was written by, uh, in many cases why it was written, um, and it, it kind of gives you um, a three dimensional, uh, colourful image of of uh, a tune rather than just notes on the page, and uh, and that that was the way he kind of taught. It was. A, a greater understanding of what the music was about, you know, and um, so that, that that started off my love for traditional music, and um, I guess I didn't really realise that I uh, it was something I wanted to do until I was in my late teens. Um, to be honest, um, it wasn't really an option. Uh, I'm that old that back when I was. Uh, thinking about work and all of these things, uh, there was only a f- handful of bands that were out there. Um, you know, the Tannies were doing it, Silly Wizard were doing it, but the Batties were doing it as well. There weren't many Ossian, um, not many full-time musicians in the country. And um, it, so it wasn't really until the late 80s and uh, this huge upsurge of, uh, you know, this revival in, in our traditional music that um, I suddenly began to realise, oh, geez, this is something I could actually do for a living and um, I could actually make more than my my current job uh, by, by doing gigs. And so it was a gradual thing. And as soon as I realised I could do that, um, then uh, it was no looking back for me. I just, I, I couldn't wait to get in the van, you know? So tell me about Woolstone then. How did that come about? Um. I, I was I was asked to do uh, well. I wasn't asked to do. I, I, I inquired to do a, a, a fiddle album in 1987 with a, a company called Celtic Music, in um, a guy called Dave Bulmer, and um, 
anyway, through one thing, through one thing and another, I uh, it d- didn't come off. I, I kind of fell out with uh, with him over the uh, wh- what he was offering. And uh, anyway, it, it's a long story, but um, I ended up going to, into a studio up at Ardross um, in Easter Ross, and uh, I met this guy called Dave Foster, and he was a bass player, and we had a common interest in in um, bringing traditional music and rock music together. And uh, in those formative years, it was very basic. It was it was more like uh, Scottish dance band music uh, meets rock music. There was no really kind of, um, we were just, it's a set of reels, it's a set of jigs, and uh, there, was, there wasn't a lot of subtlety in, in those early days, I have to say, but um, what stemmed out of that was um, a relationship with the Eaglesham brothers and um, that the first couple of albums went on and then we met Phil Cunningham and the, the Unleashed album happened and then everything kind of took off uh, for us uh, from, from there, from, from playing Village Halls in 1990 to um, then doing festivals in England, 91, and then starting... Um, touring abroad in, in uh, America and Europe in '92 onwards, so it was a fast, it was a fast pace. But it was a fast pace for for everyone at that time. Sugar Nifty, where uh, they started around about the same time, and and we we kind of progressed at the same rate, and uh, followed different musical paths. But um, you know, it was it was a, it was a great time for music uh, for for Scottish music. I remember uh, the. Uh, I, when I, I was probably the is it the mid to late nineties when I was in a band called Keep It Up and we were touring across Canada with yeah. you and the band and you looked like you were having quite a good time. <laughs> well, yes, we did. Um, I wish I could remember most of it, uh, but um, we did. We had a wonderful time and and. Uh, I guess it's that's the adventure, isn't it? It's you write a passage, you get in a van with um, you know a, a heap of your pals, and you go and 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 have the adventure of a lifetime, and and that's what it was for us. We started, in, you know, I was twenty one when we started touring, and um, so all the way through my twenties into my early thirties, um, it was just really about having the crack and uh, and one adventure after another, and it just. It, it just seemed to uh, have the perfect fit with the fact that we were getting more popular as well. So, so uh, um, I have we to say, just... one of my favorite my memories from that trip, which still makes me laugh now, is the band obviously got paid PDs for the tour, you know, money every day. And remember, I don't know if it was your manager was saying that you were already into the PDs for the next tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke, but um, the the thing is, money didn't really uh, in those days. It didn't really matter to us. It was it was just what is going to uh, you know what is going to keep you going uh, for the next carry out or whatever it was, you know. And um, it was it was all it was all about the crack. And um, so as as a result, you have. Um, you know, I'm saying I can't remember, but I have hundreds and hundreds of amazing memories and uh, amazing things, good things and bad things happened. You know, we we had a roller coaster of a ride, but uh, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. It was, it, 
absolutely wonderful. Well, let's watch a video of the band in action from 1992 in Aberdeen Music Hall. And you're obviously having an amazing time and there's some great bits of dancing going on from the band. <laughs> well, just like to thank you all very much for making this the best night of our lives so far. Thanks for having Right, okay. We're going to need your help for this last one. We're needing you to shout out as loud as you can. 10987654321, okay? We're going to go into a set of tunes called Battle. Are you all ready, yeah? Okay, 10, 9, 8. That's uh, uh, that's not the way I remember it, Simon. <laughs> so um, we don't have a lot of time today, Duncan. So I want to move on to. I mean, basically, you've been in- entertaining the nation throughout lockdown. You started the hashtags COVID, the hashtag COVID Kaylee, right at the start of lockdown, and got to so many people. And you've got you've been working with a, a beautiful new hashtag tune with a view recently. What is this? Thank you. Well, it's just really, it's a very simple idea, Simon, um, where uh, I go out to find beautiful locations and uh, do what I, what I love most in the world, which is, um, you know, venturing out into the wilds and playing music. And uh, the, the, the idea with COVID Kaylee was to, we were obviously all very much in lockdown at, at, at that particular time and it was it was to try and bring some kind of reassurance to people a bit you know it was so new to everybody this uh, bizarre um locking up of, of everyone staying indoors and um music really helped and and uh, the one thing that came out of uh, i realized out of that was the music is so important but also nature and and landscape is is so important to people and and I'm very fortunate to live in the Highlands and and some amazing landscapes, uh, you know, around us. So um, yeah, tune with a view is bringing those two things together. And what I do is I, I go out to to places of great beauty. I record on my own, just on my phone. I use an app called Acapella and a little mic and. Uh, and I kind of wait until I'm out in these places and I try and find appropriate tunes to to, to play. So uh, there's nothing really planned as such. Uh, I, I know roughly where I'm going to go, but it depends on the sunlight and all of that. And so things can change. And uh, yeah, so it's um, I, I I try to do them if I can. I try to do them on the day that they're posted. Um, sometimes that's difficult because fiddles don't like the rain. Uh, so sometimes I have to. Uh, record them in advance but um it's it's been incredible i i piloted the 
the series for eight days in Mull uh, in October. And um, some of the posts there, I did one in uh, Iona Abbey. Um, myself and Gordon McLean uh, at Antober, we went down to Iona and the Abbey was actually cordoned off, but the door was open. Uh, so we managed to get over the cordon and uh, in the door and we, we had the place to ourselves in there. And um, uh, I recorded this beautiful tune of Ian McFarlane's and, and it, uh, in, in one day it got 200,000 views on Facebook and Twitter. So it, you know, it can um, strike a, certain things can strike a chord with people, and um, I think landscape certainly. You know, people are hankering to get back to uh, the Highlands, and and uh, you know, it's it, when you when you play a tune in a nice place uh, with a bit of sunshine, it really brightens up people's days. We're actually going to watch the your final video from this series. It's a uh, I don't is it Rue near Alapool? Yes, Rue Point. Yeah. Um, oh, there you are. There's a map. Um, <laughs> it, uh, there's a lighthouse at Rue. Um, it's just as you head north. Um, you turn off uh, to the left um, and uh, go down a wee single track road, and it's, it's a short walk actually out to the point. Uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, it just on Loch Broom there and um, uh, so that one I got out there and it was so calm and uh, there was just uh, waves lapping uh, and the sun was going down and uh, I thought I'd play Eamon Dourley's uh, Ruven and Marav which is uh, which is a really uh, beautiful uh, simple uh, piece of music so uh, it seemed to be appropriate Well let's have a listen to it Absolutely beautiful. And I've just noticed on the comments, got a couple of Canadians in, Jan from Calgary and Robert from Ottawa. You could do with getting over there, Duncan, actually. There's a few beautiful places you could record some gorgeous tunes. would love that. Uh, I love Canada, I have to say. Uh, I've toured uh, many times in Canada and the uh, Maritimes and, and over on the west. All, all across, actually, we once drove from... Winnipeg, right over to the west coast, uh, on on a tour uh, with Wolfstone, and yeah, it's so beautiful, so and great people, great music, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely, it's a it's a great. I love it myself. Actually, people are very nice in Canada to you. Anyway, this year at the online Celtic Connections Festival, you made a return visit to the Kelvin Grove Gallery to perform with the. Scottish Ensemble. Do you enjoy playing with an orchestra? 
I do very much so. Um, it just just the, the the weight and the color that it can give to to, to your tunes. Uh, it's fantastic. It's wonderful to hear tunes that you've written uh, with that kind of um, color behind it. And uh, Scottish Ensemble are really wonderful. Um, as you know, they're, they're just uh, made up of, of some amazing musicians. And Donald Brown. great rapport with Donald and he understands both the the trad uh, world and the classical world very well so um so that was lovely and and just to, to be in Kelvin Grove and to be with Jareth with Hamish Innes and and Donald Drummy um was just fantastic I hadn't seen them in so long and uh, get to play with my trad friends where it was really special who does your orchestrations? So um, that that differs. Um, for for Sandwood, I got Donald Shaw to to do the orchestrations, and and I, as you know as well, Donald uh, sits very well in both camps. He's uh, first and foremost a great crowd musician, but uh, he his scores are are wonderful. Uh, you just need to listen to the the Hebrides. Um, uh, on the Edge uh, album that he's got, and it's so wonderful. So, um, so yeah, um, Sandwood was 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 Donald, and uh, I would I would love to use Donald again. Actually, just we have we have a great rapport together, and um, uh, he actually appeared on the he played piano for one of the pieces Constellation that we did at Kelvin Grove as well, one of his own tunes. So, so it's really nice. That's amazing. So, you've uh, how many albums have you actually got out now? Uh, the uh, Red Point was the first, and then Dora Saints. I'm just trying to uh, top them up. S- uh, seven albums in total. Uh, there was the Strathclass trilogy, the live album, and and Sandwood. And um, uh, looking forward to uh, the next one. Do you um, have a title yet? Can't tell you. I'd have to kill you, say. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I have been I've been writing with Hamish Napier and with Ross Ainsley uh, on this and we are very excited about the tunes that have been written um, lockdown had its benefits I guess and we were able to uh, focus on, on that and it's you know t- uh, very rarely you have the opportunity to spend 12 months writing on a, an album and um, so it's been over that uh, and I'm there's still, I think, two tunes to to finalise on it, and a couple of edits. But um, I'm really excited about it, and uh, it, it's, it's it's everything that I, I had hoped for at the at the start of the process. So, so well, we're going to watch a final video today, and it's uh, it's from their 2017 album of live at the Calvin Grove Art Gallery uh, with an orchestra, and this is the flooded. Meadow, and it's great because you've got all your pals in there Jarleth, Martin, and Neil. There's quite loads of people, and it's a great reel, so let's watch that.
suppose there's no better way to finish today's show with uh, that is so much joy there. Thank you very much. Um, the Flooded Meadows, uh, that, I recorded that on, on the Africa album. And um, the tune is actually, it's a great story behind it. My, my great grandmother and great grandfather, um, their first house was at a place called Anamulich, uh, which is six miles west of Loch Afric, way out in the wilds on the, on the old Drove Road to Inthiel. And um, their first house uh, uh, they had uh, in 1900 and in the winter between 1900 and 1901 they got uh, snowed in there was a incredibly uh, a big snow and they didn't see anyone for uh, six weeks no letters no post and queen victoria had died in in between times and they didn't know and eventually after the six weeks there came a heavy rain with a, a, a thaw and um, the whole meadow that they lived in flooded, the river Africa flooded and the the house uh, ver- became in the middle of a loch uh, kind of thing. They, they became marooned for three days and uh, my great-grandfather put turf against the door and um, all this flooded water around the house and they couldn't get out. And my my granny used to say that she would look out at the water around the house at night and say it should see the moonlight reflected on it and think how beautiful it was, how terrifying it was, but how beautiful. So uh, they were hardy back in the day. So that uh, that tune when I wrote the um, the tunes for the Africa album, um, the flooded meadow was was a major one in there. Well, thanks very much, Duncan. And for everyone watching, uh, go to duncanchisholm.com and you will be able to see all of this fantastic music. You can buy uh, physical CDs and downloads as well. Duncan's right up with everyone. (laughs) 21st century. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks very much, Duncan. That's us done for today. And thanks to everyone for uh, watching. Really appreciate it. We'll be back next week at two o'clock with the afternoon show. Uh, I'll see you later.